Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 28th of October, the 301st day of 2019, which means with only 64 days remaining this year, we're closing in fast on 2020. Tonight in the southwest sky, about 40 minutes after sunset, and depending upon how chancy those forecast rain showers actually get, we might catch a glimpse of the new young moon offering itself as a barely visible tiny crescent. Tomorrow night, that extremely thin new moon will have waxed somewhat and therefore become more visible than the evening before and in closer viewable proximity to Venus and Mars. This year's late October evening visuals have certainly been complemented by the daytime kaleidoscope of pastels everywhere outdoors to behold. 19th and 20th century American naturalist and nature essayist John Burroughs remarks, How beautifully leaves grow old! How full of light and color are their last days! Fifty-seven years ago today, many Americans and many citizens of the Soviet Union were persuaded that the last days, as in the end of days, may well have been delayed indefinitely. When Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev informed United States President John Kennedy that Khrushchev had ordered the dismantling of Soviet missile bases in Cuba. In response, the Kennedy informed Khrushchev that the U.S. would not invade Cuba. The Cuban Missile Crisis, as it came to be known, had begun a week earlier, on the 22nd of October, 1962, when President Kennedy had told Americans that missiles had been discovered in Cuba and that the missiles had nuclear warheads with the potential to attack the United States. During the subsequent week, much 1960s high-tech saber-rattling occurred on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, leading many citizens of both countries to believe that they were on the brink of thermonuclear warfare. Today is the birthday of Annie Potts in 1952 in Nashville, Tennessee. Noted for her role on television's Designing Women, Annie was raised on an isolated farm near Franklin, Kentucky, biographer Ed Morrow tells us. Appearing on a popular late-evening variety show, Annie told host David Letterman, My mother, she's a great gal, let me tell you. When we were tiny and my dad would be away on business, we had no neighbors. It wasn't like there was 911 anywhere if you heard a little noise. There were three of us little girls. We'd go down in the middle of the night and go, Mama, I heard something. And she'd go, All right. And she'd reach up on the back of the bed, for a cool cigarette. Light that, kick the covers back, get her peignoir, slip it on carefully not to burn it, and she'd go out to the front hall closet, get a shotgun, put the cigarette in her mouth, go to the back door, kick it open with her hip, stick the barrel of the gun out, and fire off five rounds. Shut the door and go, go back to bed. This time next week, my own mother will have already turned 92 on All Saints Day, but that's something for another essay. Ian Fleming, perhaps most famous for writing the James Bond novels, advises, never say no to adventures. Always say yes, or otherwise you'll lead a very dull life. This past week, I was on my motorcycle, running an errand into Bangor and taking the interstate to get there. Heading south on I-95, somewhere between the Broadway exit and the Union Street exit, I had passed a few vehicles and found myself following a pickup truck dawdling in the left lane. In the bed of the truck was a dead, medium-sized moose, 
lying down, its antlered head on the tailgate of the truck. Although not the first time seeing large, recently killed game animals in the beds of pickup trucks or on trailers being towed, I found myself wondering for maybe the first time about the days when Maine did not have a moose season. That is, from 1935 until 1980, when moose hunting had been prohibited, owing to the increased scarcity of the beasts, which had occurred for a variety of reasons, especially loss of habitat. By 1980, however, because of changes in Maine's forestry practices and consequential enhancement of habitat and food sources for moose, the annual lottery we have today began. Samuel Butler, who in the late 19th century gave us one of the great works of modern literature, The Way of All Flesh, believes, Autumn is the mellower season, and what we lose in flowers we more than gain in fruits. These past few days on that note, my girlfriend and I have been harvesting what might well be the last of our eggplant and jalapenos, the latter providing quite a nice zing, which I would like to think is a product of the increasingly cool nights, prompting a jump in the production of the pepper's active ingredient, capsaicin. Star Wars actress Carrie Fisher, whose birthday was a week ago, weighs in with some ultimate desires. I don't want life to imitate art. I want life to be art. To which we might append, art is in the eyes of the beholder. Along with that of Annie Potts, today is also the birthday of Jane Alexander in 1939, of Bruce Jenner in 1949, of Bill Gates in 1955, and of Julia Roberts in 1967. For more on Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to a fine late October Monday.